Welcome to Art for All, sponsored by Sketchbook School. As a thank you for joining us, I'd like to give you a free ebook and our monthly newsletter full of tips, recommendations, and other cool stuff. Just head over to sketchbookschool.com to claim your freebies and to learn more about our classes and workshops and our membership program. We believe that art is for everyone, and I hope our podcast inspires you to create and explore your own artistic journey. Thanks for listening. On with the show. Welcome to Art for All, the Sketchbook School podcast. I'm your host, Danny Gregory. I'm the author of a dozen or so books on art and creativity, and I'm a sketchbook artist. I'm also self-taught. I never went to art school. I've barely ever even taken an art class, which, which may be a curious confession for somebody who runs an art school. But I find that I meet and I teach a lot of people with ambivalent or even outright painful memories about their time in art classes, in middle school, in high school, in college. And I have my share of them too. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. The earliest art class that I can remember was when I was 10 in Lahore in Pakistan. And the class was held under uh, a line of tall trees along a dusty road. Willow trees or I don't know, cypress maybe? It's, they swayed overhead. I don't know, it's, it's vague, the memory, and maybe a bit improbable. Why alongside a road? I don't know. The only clear thing about it is, is a painting that I made, this multicolored sunset over twisting black rocks. I painted it for my mother, who I hadn't seen in just over a year while I lived with my grandparents. And I remember it clearly because I saw it oh, about a month ago. It hangs in the stairway down to her basement in uh, Mattituck, Long Island. It's been hanging there or in various other places that she's owned for, I don't know, half a century? My next memory was two years later in the Brenner School in Farsaba in Israel. Matityahu was the name of my art instructor, and he, he also taught woodshop class. And I was an enthusiastic but thoroughly inept carpenter. I could never measure things attentively, and my corner joints were always out of whack. My projects were just a kind of mess of protruding nail heads and smeared glue. I was better at art, or so I thought. I always liked to draw and to paint, but Matatiau didn't like me. Maybe it's because I was a foreigner, only recently somewhat fluent in Hebrew. Or maybe I had established an 
unshakable reputation with Matityao at the carpentry workbench. Or I don't know, maybe it was just an obnoxious twerp. One day, Matityao assigned us a project to do at home, a painting of birds. And I was determined to redeem myself in his eyes. So I worked really, really hard on this, sat long into the night at the kitchen table with paints and this big sheet of paper. I collected reference pictures of dozens of species of birds, and I arranged them in this, this sprawling painting of a, an oasis at sunset. Flamingos and storks posed along the water's edge, and sparrows and owls were arranged on tree branches, and hawks soared through the pink and purple clouds overhead. I felt like this young Audubon when I handed it in. And the following week, when Matityao handed it back, I eagerly flipped it over to see his comments. In blue pole point pen, he had written F. The assignment was birds, not landscape. My mother and my stepfather, who were both proud 60s anti-authoritarians, they were majorly pissed. Who grades a child's artwork, for Christ's sake, my mother fumed. And she stormed down to the school and she lodged a protest with the principal and my grade was changed. The following week, Matityao told us about a nationwide student competition for traffic safety posters. And I painted this kind of grisly scene of a corpse sprawled across the bloody hood of a smashed car. No doubt, gritting his teeth through his congratulatory smile, Matityao picked my work to represent the school. I didn't win the competition, but... Fortunately, my parents didn't fight that latest injustice. As a teenager in Brooklyn, I attended a very progressive school. My art teacher, Paul, was an ardent Marxist, and he always encouraged us to be loose and experimental, man. Don't worry about figurative bullshit. Concept. Concept is king. I love Paul, but he taught me a lot more about class oppression and tofu and joint rolling than how to actually draw. The summer after junior year, I followed the example of my idol, my buddy Eric Drucker, who the year before had gone to the RISD summer program. And it was fantastic. We lived in campus dorms like grown-ups. We studied painting and drawing and printmaking. But more importantly, for a 16-year-old, we stayed up late, we drank loads of beer, and we made out with girls. This was the mid-1970s, and I was an overly intellectual, arrogant, and uh, insecure teenager. And most of the art I made was... Paul would have been proud of me, was highly conceptual. If I could figure out a way to outthink the teacher, all the better. When our design teacher asked us to use up a whole pencil in a single drawing, 
I had a brainstorm. I ground up a pencil and its eraser into a fine dust in a sharpener. And then I painted a nude woman in rubber cement. And I used an atomizer to blow the shavings all over the painting. When the teacher saw my soft, kind of gradated image hanging among the grimy, black works of my classmates, he chastised me for not doing the assignment. But when I explained my ingenious technique, he apologized publicly, and my triumph was complete. Summer school proved to be another opportunity to refine my mastery of the fine art of pissing off authority and just general bullshittery. It was also the end of my art education. Being surrounded by the most talented kids in school across the country at RISD had lowered me a notch or two. I think I gave up on art at that point, and frankly, no one else seemed that concerned. At Princeton, I took some art history classes, but I loudly resented having to memorize what other people said about famous art, and I don't remember being asked for my opinion of the masters, and instead I resisted the ideas of the art establishment that had, in my mind, calcified the history of art into just another academic discipline to keep professors tenured. It wasn't a very coherent critique, but I love clinging to my opinion, which seemed to be the underlying point of much of my education. It took me another 20 years to accept my ignorance, in fact, to embrace it. These days, I'm hungry to learn about art and to saturate myself in as many different ways as I can to explore it. I wonder what my life would be like if I'd been able to find teachers who could have kept me enthusiastic and open-minded for all these years. To be less defensive, less intellectual, less, I don't know, self-critical maybe, um, and just make art for the joy of it and explore the pleasures of self-expression. Well, this episode isn't intended to be a commercial, but I will say that knowing about and emphasize, empathizing with all, all the kind of complex relationships that many of us have with art and, and art education has helped us to create the humane and gentle way that we teach at Sketchbook School. I think all those years of struggling with a straightforward, love-filled embrace of art made me want to start again and help people to find what is really beautiful and meaningful in art that doesn't make you feel bad, doesn't make you feel low. Well, thanks for joining me today. I'll create something new for you again next week. Till then, I'm Danny Gregory, and this is Art for All. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. And remember, visit sketchbookschool.com and claim your free ebook and your monthly newsletter. Our community is always growing, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time 
on Art for All.